And we are live on a another Tuesday night. Kurt Valenti, Jennifer Valenti, how are you? I'm well. Good evening, everyone. Uh, huge, huge, huge show tonight. Yes. Fully packed show. We're actually going an hour and a half tonight because it's <laughs> it's we're revving it up. You know, Kenny, our guy from Maryland, said you guys got to go too. We're going an hour and a half, Kenny. So here we go. What we got tonight? We have um, a couple special guests. We're going to do our usual, uh, you know, football picks, review our picks from last week, pick the week seven games as well. Um, we'll do a little field hockey tournament, field hockey state tournament preview in some of the north northern New Jersey brackets. But the big part of our show is our special guest this evening. We are welcoming Becton football. We are welcoming West Essex football. We are welcoming Milburn girls tennis. And we have our first guest is going to be a... Uh, High school official who's going to talk about some of the um, rule changes for the upcoming winter season for basketball. Yes, go. So, ready to roll. Ready to go. We ready have to our roll. first guest ready, so I'm actually going to let him in from the waiting room. Okay. We are going to welcome Mr. Robert Neely, who is a high school official. Oh, up in the game. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> welcome. Welcome. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Uh, this spot is brought to you by uh, our paid sponsor, presenting sponsor, Smoky Beard Cooks. So, uh, how you guys doing? I'm good. We're good. doing good. How doing about well. you? I'm nervous, to tell you the truth. Oh, come on. Bye -bye. You got be, the best. Listen, be. Coach Breslin had the best background. Now, you got a little competition now Absolutely. tonight. Absolutely. You definitely upped it. <laughs> definitely upped the game. <laughs> our guy, Kenny from Maryland, saying good evening. So, uh, let's get let's get to the uh, the hot topics with him. Absolutely. Before, you know, we want to thank uh, you for your viewership, one of our regulars who's always commenting and watching. So, thank you for, uh, for that. And it's a pleasure to have you on. So, welcome. Thank you. Absolutely. So it looks yep. like you would like to talk to us a little bit about, I'm actually very interested to hear this this evening, coming into the winter sports season. You know, we're just kind of wrapping up the fall sports. Um, you know, it was uncertain how things were going to unfold. And now we'll kind of be taking on a new challenge that the winter sports will, will provide. So would you speak a little bit to us about the NJSIAA basketball rules modifications? Yeah, so let's get into... Uh what they sent out it's all on their website so it's out there for everybody to see um the first thing is they're getting rid of the jump ball um because of contact it's going to be a coin toss and then all the alternating possessions are going to be um based off of who started the game with the ball uh another thing that's interesting is the pre-game conference in the pre-game conference we always you, you know, get a feel for the captains, the coaches, and, you know, what kind of game we're going to expect. Sometimes, you know, a coach will bring out two or three captains because it's senior night. Um, now that's limited to one player per team, one coach per team, no handshakes before or after. Um, we read the statement, we do the coin toss, and um, we talk about uniform regulations and move on. Uh, getting into the game, they recommend or it's actually optional to use electronic whistles. Um, I don't know how I feel about that. And uh, another option would be you can wear a mask that Fox 40 came out with. Um, I think a couple of other brands did where the mask fits over the whistle. Um, but that's got to be somewhat odd as well. I haven't used any of that yet. Um, oh, another pregame thing is 
We are going to visually and verbally confirm rosters and starters at the table, but never touch the books, never sign the books, which uh, we've always initialed next to, yeah. you know, players. Yeah. Um, so that's, that's something. And um, what's interesting with that too, is at the sub varsity level, you have kids doing the books for the most part. And, you know, so now you don't have, as much oversight on either side, you know, from the scorers table or from us. Um, what else do we have? Rob, real uh, quick, I want to cut you off because Coach Breslin has a question. He said, yes, what is up with no jump ball? I heard that. The game has plenty of contact. Why? What's the, what's the, is there a reason the for that that they say? Yeah. Or? yeah so from what uh, I've gathered from the three meetings I've attended so far is that they're trying to eliminate as much contact as possible uh, they only want contact with opponents that's permitted. Um, so I guess that's, you know, posting up. Um, what about here? Talk about contact. What about diving on the ball? How many times, you know, on the floor? Did you say, get on the floor, get on the floor? Yeah. That floor A is disgusting. And now <laughs> you have how many people jumping all over the place for a jump ball? Or even just a legit, yeah, contested jump ball where two kids are just grabbing at it. You know, there's going to be, like, contact where, yes, I mean, it's, you know, part of the game. And I guess you're eliminating the jump ball. It's considered unnecessary. But they're going to have plenty of contact through the game, which just yeah. makes it seem like, you know, I, almost, I, got, I got a quick one yeah. for you. Um, again, and you're bringing up all this stuff. And, again, it's again, thank you for coming on because it's very interesting to hear it. But from an official's point of view, like, what's going to be just a couple of, like, just tough ones for you just to, like, shake to where you're like, oh, wait, I can't do that, or I have to do it this way now? What's a couple where you could just go and say, I don't know, like, it's just going to be hard for as an official to, yeah. to, to get used to this? I'll tell you uh, right away, game management is the first thing that comes to mind. And I'll give you an example in hoops and a baseball one real quick. In hoops, if I see that 22 is, you know, getting a little feisty – but I don't need to, you know, call something on him right away. I could prevent it. I might run by to the bench on my way down the court and say, hey, coach, two's got to come out for a second, you know. Now I have a mask on, so I'm going to be saying that either muffled or louder so that everybody hears it. So discreet. I, I can't be discreet, yeah. And, you know, in baseball in the past, if a pitcher was doing a little something funky, but it's not, you know, I'm not going to – it's not blatant. I might tap the catcher on the back and say, Hey bud, go take a trip, you know, let them know. So those are two easy examples of how the game changes. I had, I was perusing the rules that you shared with um, rule changes. I should say that you shared with Kurt and I, and I know maybe you were going to get to this, but I don't know if I read this correctly. And I was hoping maybe you could elaborate or, um, you know, give us a, the, the clear definition of this change. Am I reading this correctly on free throws? that you are not going to pass the ball to the to the shooter? Yeah, I was actually talking to Kurt about that uh, earlier today. Okay. They want us to eliminate the amount of times we touch the basketball. Um, so that's odd because how many times does the player at the end of a play turn and give the ball to an Right, official? right, right. <laughs> at a timeout, at like, you know, yeah. <laughs> anything or even like you just you know i'm picturing the game and like the, everybody's lined up and the officials in the lane and they're like two shots and they bounce the ball to the kid like where yeah. i'm just like who's even going to get the ball <laughs> yeah so they want us to do a lot of uh, use more verbal cues okay. you know wait for my whistle on my whistle on an mm -hmm. inbound um so the player will have the ball at their disposal and then we're going to hold up the stop sign 
and you know verbally uh, let them know that on my whistle we're going to start the count and the ball is in play once it crosses. Okay. By the way, you're getting a couple of shout outs from Kenny and Marilyn and of course John Beelan. So they're giving you <laughs> shout outs. Um, what else did I want to, I want to have another question for you. So besides that, anything else, uh, what do you think the, the players are going to have uh, problems with in your opinion? Well, uh, I guess one thing that goes through all the sports is a mask is there, does their family want them to wear a mask? Do they want to wear a mask? That mask now is part of the uniform, so it has to con, um, fall in line just like the shooting sleeves. It, you can't have some wacky color like my shirt here if your school colors are red and white. You know, it has to be solid. It has to match just like the undershirts with the rest of your teammates. And it also can't say, you know, John 316 on it or yeah. – you know, it's got to just have the Nike swoosh and that's it, or the Under Armour logo and that's it. So just another piece of equipment you got to worry about pretty much. Yeah. Or, yeah, or the headbands with girls. I'll tell you the truth. I understand the headband rule and the undershirts, but one thing I never got was the socks. Socks were never official, you know, reg uh, regulated with high school uh, basketball, but it is in soccer and baseball. So I don't know. You know, as, as a field hockey player, you know, it's in field hockey as well, especially a, a game where you're sometimes looking at the ground, you see those sock colors and it helps you distinguish between the teams, you know? Yeah, so oh, that's, 100%. yeah. <laughs> um, before we get to, we have a couple rapid fire questions for you <laughs> since when you're a guest, we, uh, hey, we, we got to, yeah. we got to, you know, we got to do it. Uh, Beelan saying, I'm sorry, these rules are crazy, so pointless. The basketball is being touched all game, kids up against each other. I mean, it's what we, you know, it's. It's what everyone's probably going to say, you know, you know, it's, but hey, you got to have something, you know, there, there's rules, precautions. precautions, like you're saying, and, um, you know, we'll go from there. But before I get to the rapid fire, I want you to talk about the background a little bit. Let's, let's yeah. do a little, uh, let's explain what it is. Uh, during COVID, I was so crazy. I didn't have baseball. Uh, I didn't have, I wasn't going into the office. I was working from home. I needed, I always loved to cook. I needed a hobby, so I went and got a 25-pound bag of uh, sea salt from Sicily, and I started smoking it for 24 hours, and uh, I've always gardened. So then I, you know, started drying some of the peppers, and, you know, I started off with habanero salt, and I sell all this stuff on my website and on Etsy, and, uh, oh, you know, cool. it, it got nice. me through COVID. There you go. Very nice, very nice. I mean, I'm, you know, I'm a picky eater. I would say I'd try it, but I'm picky, man. I'm picky. <laughs> But we're oh, gonna, we're gonna hook you. We're gonna let's let's hit him up with a couple rapid fires. Absolutely. Before we uh, before again, we get before we see. go. All well, right. Rapid fire is just a, some quick fun questions. So these are these are the easy ones. Okay. <laughs> One word answer only. Two part question. <laughs> Mr. Cohen today said, in three to five years, he's gonna be slightly disappointed if he doesn't bring a world championship to the New York Mets. In one word, how fired up are you? Extremely. And part two, does he get that championship in three to five years? Without a doubt. Okay. <laughs> Cha-ching, he's got the money, right? <laughs> All right, my question for you is, um, I have heard that you are a diehard Mets fan and also a diehard Tennessee Titans fan. So if you can only witness one team champion, one team win a championship from this point on, who are you choosing? Who's oh, it's the Mets. The Mets. <laughs> Well, you might get it in three to five years. Yeah. 
Um, so you would take the Mets over that one, that one, that one yard versus the Rams. You would, you would go one more Mets in this area. Yeah. Hey, it was the last push in uh, Super Bowl history, by the way. There you go. There you go. And one more question. Kenny's saying roses or LaBella, Neely. Roses, corner slice. There you go. There you go. All right, Very Neely, nice. Rob, thank you seriously so much. We're going to have you. you throughout the year because this is phenomenal, having like this inside scoop and stuff the, like a, that. A, a perspective from the official's point of view is, is great. Good luck to you. Uh, stay safe oh. in uh, you know, uh, the winter sports, you know, indoors, a whole new set of challenges. So uh, good luck. All Absolutely. right, thank you, guys. Thank you, Take Rob. Bye-bye. So very nice absolutely that perspective absolutely yeah, coach yeah. breslin saying great job when coach breslin gives the okay <laughs> uh, a couple more comments too before we wait for coach from beckman um jim sickinger saying high hoops division one field hockey oh, picky that's Mr. an understatement <laughs> um he's also saying time to pull the plug on high school sports so um, um you, you know, know that that is that could be a hot topic for, it could for maybe next week it that's could a, you know what it's. It, I know it's tough. It's tough. You know. You don't want to hope. I know if Frankie was yeah. on, he'd be saying no. But um, hopefully, let's again. Let's yeah. just let's keep going. Yeah. Let's keep going. Uh, Zoli saying no chance. Kurt tried having narrow seesaw, and he's laughing. <laughs> yeah. No shot. So uh, what's next up on the docket we here? We do have Coach Mayer from Becton in the waiting room, so okay. I am going to admit him and let him in. Absolutely. So let's get him rolling. Hi, Coach. Welcome to the show. Oh, you're on mute. <laughs> How are you guys? Thanks There's for having me. Coach. How are you, Coach? All right. Coach, welcome to the show. I want to introduce you to our audience as the um, head coach of Beckton Football, off to an impressive 4-0 start. So congrats to a great start to your season. Competing in the North Jersey Interscholastic Conference Meadowlands Division, where you did clinch that division and will now be participating in the NJIC Championship Pod. So congrats and welcome. Thank you. Thank welcome. you very much. Welcome, uh, Coach. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I, we, we, I don't, we're not going to grill you too hard tonight. We know you got a big, big game this week. But um, a couple questions for you. Um, I was an assistant um, offensive coordinator at St. Mary's for St. Years for six years. So I obviously know the St. Mary's and Becton rivalry. And before we get into my question, I'll be honest, it was always fun playing Becton because I remember Coach Sheridan always saying, like, you better be ready this week because they're going to be ready, you know? And so going to that tradition, if you can just give us a brief overall, you know, I guess a brief overall little uh, of the uh, Beckton football tradition. Uh, overall, you know, I mean, St. Mary's and Beckton, you know, it's always been, it's a close rivalry. I mean, we could literally walk to each other's field. <laughs> um, so it, it's, it's always been a, a tough game for us. Uh, we wound up playing them last year and they got the better of us. Um, but you know, just to, to the proximity, um, it, it, it really leaves us open for, for a good competition against them all the time. And if you want to just mention just the Becton tradition overall, the football tradition at that school. Oh, absolutely. Um, uh, I mean, we're, we're known as a, as a football school without a doubt. Um, you know, we, we've had one losing season, uh, in the past, like 15 or 16, uh, we're, we're always in a hunt for, um, for, for league titles uh, and, and state playoff berths, obviously not this year, 
But, um, you know, it's a football school. Um, the, the administration is behind us as a, as a football school. Uh, and then there's no disrespect to the other programs we have in the school because there's other coaches in that school that do a tremendous job. Uh, you know, basketball team's been, been phenomenal. Uh, baseball team's been turned around. Uh, girls sports are awesome, too. But, um, you know, over the years, um, even since when I was in high school, it's always been back to being a, a football school. Okay, I just want to get a couple of comments coming in. Coach Breslin is saying, Becton alum, welcome, Coach. Uh, we got a Janie Grindler-Feinberg saying, woo-hoo, Jackie. And our guy, Kenny, welcome, Becton, from Maryland. Best of luck to you and your staff. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you, everybody. Appreciate it. So, Coach, in doing, you know, a little research about your program, you know, uh, and looking at this year's, you know, Im impressive start, and I'll get a little more into that. I, you know, last year you had two maybe, like, lopsided losses, let's say, to Creskill and ha Hasbrook Heights, right? This season you have a, a great turnaround beating them and, and shutting them both out. And speaking of shutouts, you guys are unscored upon this season. So I was wondering if you could tell us, like, what do you attribute this defensive turnaround to? And maybe could you speak specifically to some of your defensive players? Yeah, absolutely. Um, defensively, you know, it, it's all it's on the kids, to be honest with you. You know, the, the kids are they're a great group of kids. Um, they they want to be coached. They they want to listen. They want to learn, um, and they they want to do their job, which is the, the thing that we've been preaching defensively all season. Um, you know, we have a tremendous uh, defensive coordinator. You know, 28 years old, Greg Barbo does a, a great job. Um, you know, he puts kids in the right spots and he puts in the kids in the, in the right spots to succeed, to be successful. And, you know, we look a lot better when we put kids in, in, a, in a chance to be successful and they, and they do it. You know, they, 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 they do their job. And that's, that's, the, that's the bottom line. And uh, in addition to not allowing a point yet this season, you guys are also averaging 32 points per game. So can you talk a little bit about your offensive standouts? Yeah, uh, uh, let me go back to defense. I'm sorry, I, I didn't mention any kids. That's okay. Um, <laughs> there, uh, you know, there's kids that are, that have been starting as sophomores, um, you know, even freshmen and sophomores that on uh, both sides of the ball. So for the past couple of years, they they've really they took a beating, uh, but they've gotten back up, uh, and they you know they they learn from their experience. And you know, you, you can't teach experience. You either you either they have it or they don't. And almost all these kids do. Um, you know, we got. Uh, a great defensive line. Ryan Reed, who's a solid, uh, solid defensive end. Um, he, he can chase people down. He can drop into coverage if we need to. Got a couple of sacks on the year. Um, Tommy Manaya, he, he's he's just an animal playing uh, at, a, at a three tech. I'm sorry, at a one tech. Um, he, as tough as they come, and and the hardest, probably one of the hardest workers on the team that we have. Uh, linebacker core is just just really good too. Uh, I think Bobby Colinari is leading us in, in tackles, um, and he's he's all over the place. He, he's not afraid of anything. He's um, um, you know, he's only he's a one-way player, which we have a couple of them this year, which is very weird for a Group One school, uh, but it, that really helps us out. Uh, and our secondary is very experienced. Um, the, we have uh, sincere Bay coach been been tremendous out there. Uh, Marcus Duran. Um, Joey Crafasi was our quarterback, and you know it's weird that he's actually playing defense. He's been asking me for a couple of years, well, since last year, since he started quarterback to play defense, and I wouldn't let him. But you know, be, being that this is like a, a very shortened year, uh, you know, we've only played four games. It's the middle of November. We've only played four games. So, you know, uh, get your get your best eleven on the field, and that's that's what we've done, and and it's, it's been working out. 
Coach, uh, uh, Coach, before you go to the office, I just want to get a couple comments. There's one from a Greg Oreo, it looks like. He's calling. He's saying you're a legend, hands down. Um, there's from a Jan- uh, Janet. Um, I don't want to say, can you say your name one more? I just want, want to mispronounce it to everybody. Mar. Mar, okay. So there's a Janet Mar saying go Wildcats. Lisa McGrath saying go Jack. <laughs> Melissa Dunn, once a Wildcat, a always a Wildcat. <laughs> and then Anna... Becky Owen saying, go Wildcats. So. I don't know any of those people. <laughs> <laughs> All right, sorry. So you can go back to the offense. That's the offense. Uh, yeah, so uh, Joey Kravats is our quarterback. He's, um, you know, he's, he's hands out our leader. He's, uh, you know, it's, he has the ball in his hands all the time. Um, he's, he's the one that we, you know, we, we, we do or die with. And so far, we're, we're doing with. Um, uh, we have a couple backs that we could rotate in and out with um, Sonny Ragusa, Jonathan Williams, and Sincere Baycoat. Um, you know, it's literally like a three-headed monster. We move them all over the place. They're they're lined up outside. They're lined up in the slot. They line up in the backfield. And then um, receivers. You know, we have kids that could that could catch the ball too. Uh, Ryan Reed's been been really good, uh, very dependable. Uh, Time Manaya has been out there. Marcus Duran. Um, so we we have people that have to be accounted for on the on the defensive side of the field. Okay, uh, this might be the best comment you're going to get all night. It says, go daddy, love Matthew. So, Aw. <laughs> then we got one from a Mark G saying, good looking coach. Uh, John Beelan is a Garfield guy, but he lives now, I believe, in Carlstadt. So he's saying, Wildcats all day. Let's go coach. So Very he's nice. a converted fan. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I guess a two-part question for my second one, because I wanted to get into, the obviously, the big game this week. But what's your thoughts on the um, – the little how the NGIC does with the little semifinals and then the championship because I think that's pretty awesome like how, how it, they do that yeah it's it's genius it really is I mean Charlie Voorhees is the architect of this whole thing um and he came over there a couple years ago uh and and just matching even if you don't win your your division if you come in second place you're playing against the other second place team and you know you have a chance to win and and, and back when we had powerpoints and we needed to, to get wins with PowerPoints, it, it worked out very well to give those, if you're good enough and you win those games, you're going to get into the playoffs. I mean, obviously that's not happening this year, but um, the, the way it works out, it, it's, it, it's, it's genius. It really is genius. Now, is this the, this is the first time you guys are in this, that you guys got to this um, or no? No, this is the second time. Second 2016, time? 2016, we won our division. Okay. So this is our second time. Uh, Diane Incognito saying, great job, Jack. Keep it going all the way. Mm-hmm. Awesome. And then John Beelan's also saying coach is going to be coaching my two kids in 2035. Ha, 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 ha. So he's got two little ones, so he'll be getting them ready. 2035. Nice. Love it. Um, so, again, so now you get Park Ridge, 5-0. Uh, and oh, They're averaging 42 points per game. Semifinals of the NJIC uh, championship pod. The game is in your building, correct? It's in Beckton? Yeah. Yes. Um, real quick, what's your – Quick thoughts about the game on uh, Friday. Uh, I think it's going to be a slugfest. I really do. Um, you know, they're they're very well coached. Uh, Coach Curry is a friend of mine. You know, we ran, ran randomly meet at uh, stores around us. You know, in a supermarket and stuff like that. Um, he's lives in Rutherford, and I live in Woodridge. So you know, we randomly meet, and you know, we will sit there and, and talk even like during the summer, like when we didn't know what the the season was going to bring us. We literally sat there for like a half hour, forty five minutes, just just talking about what was going on. But um, you know, he, he does a great job of those kids and he's got a great staff and you can, you can just watch them. You watch them on film and they're, 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 they're coached well. Um, D 
defensively, we got to just, again, do our jobs. Um, you know, are they going to score some points? Yeah, they are. Um, and like I said, against Hasbro Kites a couple of weeks ago, I said, I, I don't care how many points they score. As long as we score one more point than them, then then I'll be happy with that. You know, that's, that's a tough thing, Coach. I, you, you mentioned that, like, here you are, like, unscored upon, right? And you feel like that it's a tough thing when yeah. you almost are not that you're saying like you said it perfectly like you don't care about the, the unscored upon you know but when you start playing in your your defensive units thinking like oh my god what if we get scored upon like, right. how are they going to react to that you know but uh right. i'm sure you know it, like you said you know it's nice to hear you right. say, it's, like, it's I don't fun. care. Like, you know, no pressure that we'd have to be that unscored upon team. Yeah, right. Uh, listen, if it's a 3 nothing win or a 50-49 win, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, yeah. it's you yeah. take what it is, exactly. you know, and that's, that's just, it. that's how it that's is. Uh, Thomas Brantler saying, way to go, Jack. Keep it up, brother. Let's go. <laughs> nice. All right, Coach. We have another little segment we'd like to do with you. We call Rapid Fire. So we throw some more, you know, quick, more fun questions at you. So... Kurt's going to start Sounds you good. off with this is, again a little more simple. <laughs> okay, I was, I was I was listening to uh, Rob's questions with the Mets, and I'm a diehard Mets fan too. So oh, like, oh, oh. so I say so you know what? Right well, so let, let's go right back at him. What do you first off? How fired up are you? I mean, you got to be fired up to, to have Cohen as the owner. Oh, 100. I, I can't wait. I can't wait. You know, you know I love his people... one comment today. Was like, I'm going to get. He goes, we're going to get the meat and potatoes, but we're going to be. Uh, going in the gourmet section he's gonna he said so we'll be shopping there too so oh amen to that amen then, all right so i'll put you on the spot then right now he said he will be slightly disappointed if he doesn't bring a world championship within three to five years what is what he said today do yeah. you think he gets that done well, definitely absolutely gotta two love it two. Two for gotta two. Love, listen yeah. you got the absolutely. pitch you got the pitching already you know that's the hard great part gotta, gotta, gotta resign a couple guys gotta bring stroman back i think but uh I'll go out, go and get Trevor Bauer. He wants to be here too. Let's let's go. Let's get him on. Springer, you know? Bauer, Riamuto. Go go shopping. It's Christmas. Let's, let's play. Let's play Yankee ball here. That's you know? it. That, that's it. Let's go. Don't get me started. On hey, that. I told a lot of my Yankee <laughs> friends on our show. Mr. I got a lot. I'm the only Met the fan of my spending. people. <laughs> Spend it up. All of a sudden, it's okay for the Mets. <laughs> yeah. All right. So here's my question. Carl Stadary, I know. Uh, like Peter DeCandy is saying, "Good uh, go, coach." I like getting everybody's comments so they feel like they're involved in the show. So, um, all right. So we're in the Carl Stadish Rutherford area. We want to get some good kind of food. Here's my question. Steve Sizzling Steaks, Biggie's, or Name Your Place? Which is your, what's your go-to one spot? If one per somebody says, I need one place now, where am I going? Everybody that's watching right now and everybody that's commenting, would agree with what I'm going to say. Biggie's is our spot. Okay. My, my, wife, there last Saturday. <laughs> my wife and I take our, our three kids there every, just about every Friday, not during football season. Uh, the owner, Steve Bernaro is, um, I used to coach him when I coached at Bergen Tech for a couple of years. And, uh, you know, it, it's, it's the best place around. Definitely. Okay. We enjoy it as well. Yep. All right. I, this is one of my favorite questions for coaches, Coach. Um, do you have any pregame superstitions or traditions that you, like, have to do? Uh, yeah. It's kind of a weird one, I guess you could say. Uh, I always brush my teeth before the game. Right before <laughs> I, I go and I, I run to the bathroom and I brush my teeth. It's been a little difficult this year because we haven't been really allowed in our locker room. Uh, but normal days, right before we go out for special teams and specials, walk at like uh, 545, I, I run to the bathroom and I brush my teeth. There you go. That's, <laughs> That's a good one. That's a good one. Uh, right. Mark G saying biggies all the way. And we got a comment from Joe Cr Chris, Chris, Crafasi. Crafasi uh, saying, Coach Moore, 
and staff have made our community proud. Oh, very so, nice. great comment. Very nice. All right, and my second one, I'm, we're putting no, you no, on the spot. Oh, you go. Okay, I'm yeah, sorry. You go. because no, yours is a good ending one. Okay. That's why. So, this one's real easy. Well, I think it is. Nike, Under Armour, or Adidas. I'm taking a glimpse at your shirt there. <laughs> um, we're at Adidas school sponsored, uh, sponsored school. Um, you see there? Yep, but, yep. Um, there it is. <laughs> If I had to pick one, it would be Under Armour. Okay. Nice. And and here, you're, you're going to be put on the spot on this one. <laughs> so here we go. If you win the NJIC championship pod, question one, right now on air, will you promise somehow some kind of locker room dance, something like Sean Payton did the other night in the, in the Saints locker room? I don't know if you saw it, but... It was pretty good. Yeah. Well, here's here's what I'll say. If we are fortunate enough to get there, um, and it won't be a locker room dance because we're not allowed in our locker room. <laughs> but if, if we are fortunate enough to do it, um, and we have a, an uphill battle, no doubt about it. But if, if we are fortunate to win those two games, then absolutely there will be some kind of dance. All right. Well, here's the Definitely. second part of that question. <laughs> what song would you want? Wow. <laughs> you got to throw yeah. one out. <laughs> We have to slow it down and go like uh, maybe we are the champions or something like that. Okay, there you go. Now, now we need video. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll put right to our promo. Uh, Melissa Dunn saying Biggie's is feeding our team this week. Oh, nice. Oh, there you go. Good, so, good little shout out. There it to is. Just great, great people there. Great people. Very nice. Coach, by the way, I don't know, like not, but about nine fifteen tonight. You have to stay on because you got to see. We do weekly picks now every week, and. Uh, and we got to see who's you're we on, got in the Parker's betting game. Yep, the we we got to see. Um, <laughs> we got a couple of comments. Lisa McGrath saying "No Wagon Wheel" as the song. <laughs> Thomas Kennedy Jr. saying "Coach is a class act," and Thomas Brantner saying "Elements." Danny T. LOL. <laughs> I like it. T. So throwing the songs out. I was gonna say, I was say you, you got you might rival the uh, most comments, the fan club for uh, for a guest. So nice. Oh, very nice. Coach, <laughs> is there co- is there uh, for Friday night? Are they are they allowing fans, or is it like a limited uh, amount? It, it's it's limited. It's only five hundred capacity. So um, they, you know, that's that's another thing we all have to deal with as head coaches with the um the bracelets. You know, you only got a certain amount per kid, and you know I have. A wife and three kids. My my uh, my brother, my sister, and my um, my parents want to go. My sister wants to go. So it's you know you're, you're scrambling for tickets. Yeah. yeah. But you no, know, we've been doing it all season. So uh, you know we'll, we'll deal with it on Friday as well. No, I you know what I, I was wondering if all schools did this the same. That seems to be the general capacity limit that teams are adhering to. Do you give? Is it like two fifty for each team, or does each school uh, do that on their own? It, it depends on uh, what administration gives us, to be okay. honest with you. Um, sometimes it's more, sometimes it's less. Okay. Uh, whatever they give us, we, do, we make it work. Okay. Do you like the um, – I mean, and, and last thing, what's your thoughts on – and obviously, listen, it's we know that's just the, the way it is right now in the world, but is it a little like – a little P.O. that there is no going to be no state playoffs and stuff, especially the team you guys have this year and stuff like that? Yeah, we were, we were looking forward to it. Um, and we would obviously like to have it, but the fact that we're playing football right now, we're still playing. And we, you know, we would, I mean, we've only played four games, obviously, but the fact that we still have a game scheduled for Friday You're and for next that. Friday, it's, it's, it's okay. I mean, everybody's in the same boat, so we, we can't really complain about it. Okay. Great. Coach, thank you so much for joining us this evening. It was a pleasure to meet you, a pleasure to have you on. Best of luck to you and Absolutely. your team the remainder of the season. Go get Thanks it done, Coach. <laughs> Thanks for having me on, guys. All right. No have a good night. Good luck, Friday. Right. Good luck. Go Cats. That's it. <laughs> like a Coach O.
Go Tigers. There you go. <laughs> All right. We have uh, actually Coach Benaquista ready to join us in the uh, waiting okay. room as well from West Essex Football. Should I let him in? Yeah, a couple comments real okay. quick. Uh, yeah. Patrick Reed saying, great job, Coach. And Joe uh, Kafasi saying, this is East Rutherford High School and Beckton Wildcat Football 100 anniversary. We did forget one thing. Okay. We did forget about the New York Giants. Good evening, Coach Benaquista. How are you? Hi, Jan. How are you? Hey, Kurt. Hey, how are you? Thanks for coming on. Thanks for coming on. Good to see you again. Same here. My pleasure. I just want to introduce you to our um, our audience. We are joined by Coach Chris Benaquista from the uh, West Essex football program, off to a 3-0 and start and competing in the North Jersey Super Football Conference. And Coach Benaquista, I'm just going to, you know, give your uh, brag about you a little bit. Uh, Current West Essex has nine sectional titles, of which two you were at the helm in 2017 and 2011. So, uh, great program that you were running there. And welcome back, because we had you on early in the fall to kind of talk about the upcoming season. So, thanks for joining us again. That was the preseason. This is the fun part, though. Now you're into the season, you know? Um, so, real quick, Coach, all, like Jen said, off to a 3-0 start. Congratulations so far. You guys are averaging about 27 points a game, giving up less than 10 a game. Can you talk a little bit about the offense and defense? you want to mention a couple players or just overall offensively and defensively so far? Yeah, I'll, I'll start with the defense because our, our defense has been kind of the backbone of what we've done this, this year. Um, not that our offense isn't and can't be uh, potent. It's just that it's tough to get into a rhythm when, you know, we've had all these, these disruptions and cancellations and all that. So as far as our defense goes, We've had standout play from, and I'll start with our seniors and really our captains, the four guys that have set the tone. Vincent Panzerino, middle linebacker. He's, to me, he's one of the best in the state. Um, he's a tackling machine. He's been playing with us at the varsity level since he's been a freshman. I had he's Vincent play as a student at, when he was in like little. <laughs> Sorry. Well, there's, there's, there's four Panzerinos. Yes. He's three or four. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, they're a legacy family. He's going to go play baseball at Marist. Oh, nice. Chris, Chris, Chris Bell, who's one of the best two-way players in the, in the conference. The whole I'm talking about the whole conference. He's uh, another one of those inside linebacker guys that just plays sideline to sideline. Uh, Joe Lombardo is a lockdown corner. Uh, he's been doing a wonderful job. You know, teams do not challenge him. And then you have uh, Jay Cassano, who has, I believe, eight sacks in three games. He's, uh, he's a terror on the defensive line. So those guys have led our, um, our defense and giving up, you know, very, very little points this year. Um, and then you throw in underclassmen like Chris Corbo, Joe Visaggio, um, and and it's just a, it's a standout group. Nice. And then okay. and you, uh, again, a couple of my just my Fairfield former Fairfield students. I remember just them as, as little ones to see them you know go on and, and accomplish these things. It's so nice to hear. You kind of mentioned Chris your uh, like the gaps in the season, the uh, interruptions that you had. Um, so you start the season on October second, right? Then you kind of get forced to take a hiatus. I was wondering if you could tell us like what were the challenges of kind of keeping your players motivated and hungry during that time period, and then even like when you finally do get back on the field against Montville, like what did you think of your your team's performance and how how were how were were they? Did they did you feel they were? We had Gianna Durso on a few weeks ago. She described them as caged animals, ready to get back out there. <laughs> yeah, it, it, I mean, I, I'm sure I could speak for every coach when 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 I say how difficult and strange this whole thing is. I, my biggest concern, literally every day, is waking up to that dreaded email or phone call from someone saying that you know you're shut down. And, I, and early on, I, I told the boys every day because I, I try to be somewhat philosophical with them. I told them, you know, listen, we have to appreciate this because 
you never know when that 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 bad luck's going to land on your program. And unfortunately for us, it was uh, Friday, October 9th. I got the phone call from the nurse on the way to school saying that we had COVID within the school um, and and a couple on the football program, and so the whole school was shutting down. And so the challenge, of course, is you know these guys put all this work in and all this time and effort, and all of a sudden, you know, for two weeks we're we're away from each other. I posted everyday workouts uh, for them individually. They couldn't even get together now because of the, the issues that were happening with the with the virus. And I, you know, a lot of them did. I mean, they would send me photographs and videos uh, of them working out. And you know, we'd have Zoom meetings uh, a couple times a week just to watch film and prepare for Montville when we did play them. Um, and so, you know, we came back to work. Actually, I was pretty surprised at how sharp we looked in practice. Now, when you fast forward the game against Montville, we were not sharp. It was, it was anything, but especially in the first half, we were sloppy. Now I want to give a lot of credit to Montville. If anybody from there is listening, they, that team played tough. They are well coached. They're, they're a solid team. But from our perspective, we just made a million mistakes that we probably wouldn't have made. If, we probably would have made half of those if we had been in midseason form. And then we, you know, we buckled down a little bit and we got tough and we played a real tough second half and were able to, to edge the game out. But it's a, it's a huge challenge because they're teenagers and, when you're not with them, you can you can give them all the workouts you want. But Jen, you know, as a coach, if they're not with you, they're not doing it like you want them to. Mm-hmm. And, uh, of course. Yeah, and the intensity and all the, the you know the, the preparation is not there. So any coach that's going through it right now, I feel for them, and I just you know it's it's uh it's not easy. No, you know it's funny we do um we do picks every week, right? So we'll oh yeah, you got us you got you yeah, got to watch in at nine fifteen because well. you got the West Essex <laughs> game is on the slate for our four panel oh, man, pick people. But we um you know we'll do the picks like tonight, and then by the time we get to the games later in the week, it's like like this last week I think we picked 14, fourteen games, five and five happened. Yeah, yeah. So it's uh it is it it's crazy, you know. But I I can only imagine from your perspective, like you said, every day you have that anxious feeling about you know what what's coming down yeah. the pike. Um, my next question for you, Coach, is uh, you know you're a former player at West Essex, and uh, I want you just to talk a little bit about how it feels to be part of the program now from the coaching side and to be leading a team you know that once you once played for. Yeah, I always joke it's like I'm a lifer and I, I try <laughs> to get out, but they, they it's a big a corny Godfather quote they pull me back in right. It's um I, no I I love it there. It's it's a wonderful place. The administration, the 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 community. I love the passion. I mean, you know, again, Jen, you know, the sports is is huge there. Uh, and to be shut down for two weeks, it was devastating, not only to the players and the coaches, but the community as well. And, you know, it's a, it's a, it's very different to be on the coaching end of it. And for me now, it's like, you know, I'm, I'm so used to being there and I've coached it so long that I've kind of distanced myself from the, from the playing days. But I will tell you that this year, you know, this, this Saturday, we're going to Morris Hills, which was a huge rival of ours when I played. Um, I, I, my senior year, we were seven and two. And one of our losses was Morris Hills and, Believe, believe me, I reminded these guys of this. Uh, I, I know it was eons that. ago. It was, e- it was eons ago to them. Like we were playing with leather helmets, according to them. <laughs> um, but, I, you know, I tell them about the war stories of it. And, you know, the the I still get texts from all my friends the night before games and after a big win. And, and you know, it's just a, it's a it's a family thing. And yeah. uh, I'm just I'm thrilled to be a part of it. You know, there's there's days where, you know, it, it does wear on you. But it's like any job. I mean, and, and I. I do. I'm very fortunate to have been there for so long and then had the success rate of our program to it. It's a it's a pretty good gig. Yeah. You know, you mentioned that we again, even, you know, thinking back to when we were in high school, it sounds crazy with the way the conferences are now that we used to play all of those Morris County schools, you know, in the Iron Hills Conference back in the day. Yeah. yeah. 
and I, t- I also tell them there was no internet back then. So if you if you didn't know an answer, you just didn't know the answer. But they, 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 they totally different life. Uh, totally different. Yeah, we're, we're dinosaurs, and we're not that old, Jim. We're really not. And we're not. I agree. <laughs> Co- talking about you're talking about Mars Hills. My next question is uh, your next two games, Mars Hills and Parsippany Hills, a combined eight and one. What do you guys have to do in order to stay uh, unbeaten in the next two weeks? Well, I mean, the simple question is we have to play better than we've been playing. But, I, I you know, we're, we're, we're going to work on Morris Hills. They're like an old school, run the ball down your throat. They're going to be physical. Uh, they, they do what they do, and they do it well. So we have to be disciplined. You know, a lot of the old coach talk, but it's true with this team. Uh, they're not going to try to trick you. They're going to do – they're going to they're gonna, they're gonna play their game. They're going to run their wing tee offense. And we have to be, you know, able to kind of be patient and and disciplined with our reads, and then and then be physical with them too, because that's what's going to come down to. And from an offensive perspective, our offense is getting better. I don't want to shortchange that as well. We had a our best game of the year this past weekend against Passaic Valley. Our quarterback, our junior Rob Lasher, really had a nice game throwing the ball. Uh, we try to spread the ball around to guys like Chris Corbo and Mike Girardi, our receivers, our running backs. We have a stable of them: Chris Bell, Joe Visaggio, John Carlo Farrow, who's a a five foot six fullback. He runs like he's six two. Um, Joe Lombardo. Uh, you know we have a lot of guys that want to run the ball, and so anyway, to to beat them, th- this might be one of the quickest games of the week because both teams like to run it, and it's going to be you know whoever whoever can execute their game plan the best. And then Par Hills presents a different problem because they're more of a spread team. They're they're extreme. They're both teams are extremely well coached. Um, so we have to be on our game to beat both those teams. And, and I told the guys today that even though we don't have a lot of wins between the two of us, we're, we're, there's not too many undefeated teams left in the state. So to go to, to go to Morris Hills on Saturday, both teams undefeated, yep. it's a big deal. It's a big deal. Absolutely. You know, you mentioned uh, Par Hills coming up and, uh, you know, I noticed, you know, we're talking about rivalries a little bit too and how they've probably changed a little bit since like, again, from our high school days, but I feel like Parsippany Hills is one that kind of keeps coming up with West Essex. Would you think of them as a rival now? Absolutely. Um, <laughs> you know, they've, they've, They've had our number a little bit. Mm-hmm. You know, we've had some wins against them, but uh, they've beaten us in, in the playoffs a couple times, and obviously in the state final last year, they were they were a great team last year, and and they deserve to win that game. But you know, they're they're tough minded. They're very similar to us in that their kids love to play football. They play real hard for Coach Albano, who's one of the best coaches in the state, as far as I'm concerned. Um, you know, we have to be on our A game, and and that's that's why we're playing. I mean. Even though you know there's no state championship this year and, and there's none, which is very disappointing to the guys, obviously. But you know to play good competition, to to, to go out there every week and and try to be at your best, and we're just trying to win every game, um, whether we play three or six or whatever. The goal is to win every game, and, and I you know I also want to make memories for these kids too because this is high school football. It's one of the most important times of their lives, and. Um, you know, they, they, they deserve to, to get some experiences that they'll never forget. Nice. Before we let you go, Coach, we do, as you know, a little uh, rapid fire. You've already experienced yeah, it. Yeah, we're going to change it up a little. <laughs> go a little different direction we did, tonight We for kept you. it quicker for you. We didn't want to uh, torture you with the same questions. But uh... <laughs> All right, so if someone, if a player is saying, like, Coach B, like, who is he? What kind of style is he? If you had to name one NFL or college coach where you were – you could say that you have a similar style to who would that one person be? Wow. That is a very, it's not going to be quick. I have to think about this for a little bit. I don't Wow. 
Um, I, I th- please, please, audience, this <laughs> I am not comparing myself to this guy. I am not. I love Nick Saban. I love the. I love his. I use his sayings. I love the way he's his attention to detail. I aspire to be a third of the a, a, a millionth of the coach that he is. I don't know if I'm like him or not, but I try to be tough on my guys. I also try to give them compassion and understand that they're teenagers, hold them accountable, which is really important. And, you know, they, they generally respond to that. I, I'm going to say him only because I admire his coaching uh, okay. so much. So. Very good answer. My question kind of relates back to that uh, player and coach uh, aspect that we were talking about before. So I was wondering if you could share with us what your favorite West Essex football memory is from your playing days and maybe from your coaching days, one of each. Well, okay, I'm going to go with, with as far as playing days go. Um, we played our senior year, the fall of 1992, we played at the, um, I guess, Hanover Park in what we always know as the Cosmo Cardone Cup. Mm-hmm game uh we beat them a close game 23 19 something like that and i i can't remember what i had for dinner last night but i remember football (laughs) scores um and and the game the game the game was played in the mud at hanover park and and we 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 stuck by and those hanover park teams were great and we became friendly with a lot of those guys after we graduated and so we you know we would always talk trash about it but there's a couple photographs of my friends and i after the game and we're full of our, our uniforms are brown and we're holding the cup in our hands. So that always stood out to me because we played real well against a real good team. And as far as, I mean, coaching goes, you know, I, I, there's there's a million. And I was fortunate enough to coach for 10 years under Hall of Fame coach Dave Drozdok. We won five championships together at, with him as head coach. Um, you know, a, a, anytime we met, went to Giant Stadium slash MetLife was just an amazing experience. You know, um, my first game as head coach, we played at Caldwell uh, on a Saturday afternoon in 2011. That one stands out to me because that team was so focused on winning and they were just a great group of guys. I have a couple of those guys on my staff right now. We'll celebrate the 10 year, amazingly enough, the 10 year anniversary of that group. So there's really too many to count, but those are just a couple of them. And, and uh, you know, I, I, I say all the time, I, I still really enjoy the job. My family gives me the blessing to do it. Um, I have three kids and they're busy and I'm busy, but they, they've afforded me the opportunity to do it. And so um, I'm a pretty lucky guy. Awesome. Nice. And then I, I'll piggyback on one more question because we asked, uh, I believe it was the one of the assistants from Hawthorne last week, the same question. So you played, obviously you coach in big games as a player, as a coach. Where were you? Where do you? Where are you more nervous, player or as a coach? Uh, a thousand percent as a coach. A yeah. thousand percent. Yeah. It's not even close. I mean, as a player, now I was always, I was never like one of those real cocky, you know, I'm, I'm 17 year old invincible kids like some of my friends were. I, I was kind of more cerebral and I would get nervous for games, but as a coach, forget it. I mean, I don't, I don't eat uh, the day of, I, I, I can't sit down. I um, it's, it's one of those things where, you know, once the game starts with the exception of calling plays, everything's out of your control. Oh, that's and, what I say all yeah, the time. That's true. Yeah. The one that you, you remember coach, coach Ronanello, who was our head coach mm-hmm. when he played, he was by the way, getting inducted to NJFCA hall of fame this oh, year. Well-deserved. Nice. He used to say you're, 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 I'm paraphrasing, but, you're putting your fate as a coach in the hands of 15, 16, and 17 year old boys. Who, yeah, uh, true. It's who, true. Who, and that, who, yeah, that's true. That is so true. And a lot, and a lot of times those boys have bad days and their girlfriends break up with them and, yeah. yell at them and, um, and you can't control that. So no. it's, uh, it's, it's, it's a huge challenge, but at the same time, when, when you can, you can, you can get, offer them success. Uh, it's very rewarding too. So uh, yeah, it's just, uh, it's, 
high school sports is everything. I'm glad you guys do this because it's a good thing. Yeah. Well, thank, thank you. you. Thank you. And know we got one more comment from our guy, John Beeland. This was going back to the question I asked about what coach compare yourself to. He said, coach, it's your time. Say who you want to compare yourself to. <laughs> no, he did, John. He said, you said uh, Saban. So that's a good one. So Just, uh, I'm going to get, I'm going to get heat for this from somebody. But, uh... <laughs> it's going to be a headline tomorrow somewhere. Yeah. Well, you know sure, what, though, it's, sure. It's, sure. Uh, you, it's, you, the things that you admire in a coach, you know, you want yeah, to see, you hope that you emulate, you know, so uh, those and, are, and, I'm, yeah. and I'm one, of, I'm one of a million. I mean, I think every coach, his success is everything. And like I said, I just, I love, I love his whole approach and, and how he's a thinker too, which I think that it, you can't as a coach, when you're in charge of everything around you and the fates, the fates of young men, and you have to, you have to think about things. You have to kind of think things through. And I try, I try to do that as best I can on a, on a regular basis. It doesn't always happen, but I try. And you know what? I, I remember telling Jen, we were watching the Alabama-Georgia game, what was it, two weeks ago, and I remember at halftime, they interviewed him, and um, they said to him, like, you know, like, what do you think? You know, you, you're. I think they gave up 24 points in the first half, so they say to him, uh, you know, like, what's the, you know, you guys are giving up points. He went, yeah, well, if they'd been getting the ball to the running back, he said, uh, we'll, we'll go on the board and we'll, we'll fix it. Second half, boom, 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 shuts him <laughs> out, took care of it. And it's not like it's a little, I mean, it's Georgia, he's shutting out, you know, like, he took care of it. So. Uh, that's what we try to do. I mean, it's not always that, it's not always easy no, as he makes no, it look. No, but it's just when you watch it, like, he said it, he'll take care of it, he'll go on the board, went on the board. I, and I, and I have, I have great assistance too. I, I, I want to make a, Quick shout out to Tim Glenn, who is my, my our defensive coordinator, and you remember Mr. Glenn. Of Jen. course, he was, of he course, yeah. He was my coach in high school. Yeah. Um, he's been there forever. He's a, I mean, he's a, he's an unbelievable coach, and and the rest of my staff are made a compromise of guys that I that I coached and you know guys that I've been working with for a long time. And you have, I mean, you cannot, cannot, cannot be even remotely successful without having an, an, an awesome staff. And I and I I'm I'm blessed with that. So I, I always tell my my players. I can't do much, but one thing I could do is I could hire good coaches, and uh, I've, I've I've done that. That's that. I'll brag about that. I've hired good hey. coaches. Don't sell yourself uh, short. You do a, a phenomenal no, job do, there. Coach. They're very very lucky to have you. So, but uh, coach, thank you so much for coming on. It's always good to see you, just as an thank old you. classmate. And uh, you know, best of luck to you in your final two games. We'll definitely be following. Yep. And hey, be sure. Listen. 20 minutes, we'll be making the pick. The Morris Hills win, West Essex pick. Panel of four, Jen I, two of our other guys. So we'll see what the verdict is. They're going West Essex. Spoiler be, alert. I'm going uh, with yeah, the I'll, I'll be Yeah, I'll be checking. I, I, I hope I know where Jen's going with exactly. you. Yeah, that's it. Absolutely. Coach, thank you, Coach. Make sure you come back, please. Yes, absolutely. Good luck. Got it. Good to Anytime. Good luck. Thank you. Okay, couple. I want to read a couple more comments. Okay. I want to go back a little because we had some comments. I want to cut Coach off. Um, Melinda Barbo getting back to the Beckton. Beckton best football team in East Rutherford. Our guy Vinny Troncone. We saw Vinny oh, at Biggies. Yes, we did. He's I, checking honestly, in. What's yeah. up, Kurt? He wants to talk about little giants. Uh, and our guy Mark saying hello, everyone. And Kurt, we're in the championship two weeks. We need oh, to come nice. down to watch. We definitely have to. We definitely have to. And Coach Breslin is all over you. I don't know about Jenny. Be careful, Coach. Because she jumped off the Ramapo bandwagon quick, and she's oh, trying to get back stop. on. Oh, stop. But you know what? Coach Breslin and I are not allowing it to happen. <laughs> We're not allowing it to happen. Um, I also do want to mention, um, getting back to Coach Marr, it was we hurried through the grapevine. We didn't mention this in the interview about being um, New York Giant Coach of the Week. So 
Um, if that is true, congratulations. Uh, we have to verify that. We did. We, we, got, saw we got a late somebody, notice on that. I was going to say, somebody shared our post, and it was uh, shared in there. So we did want to not neglect to mention yes. it, but we did not you know, become privy to that information until then. So yes. absolutely. Um, we do have – we're just going to give another second because we do have some of our uh, Milburn tennis players ready in the uh, waiting room. But I okay. just want to wait on uh, Coach Wick. So we'll just give him another moment to uh, to come in, and then uh, you know we'll get started in congratulating them on the amazing season that they have had. Um, really quickly, um, a reminder. I don't know if we want to start touch on this now while we're kind of waiting for Coach Wick that uh, Kenny in Maryland did have a rivalry question for you to rank to rank the football rivalries. All right. So um, are you giving this to me now or I'm say, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So if you, I'll preview them with you. If we don't get to them. Okay. Coach Let Wick me write them down in. and I'll think about okay. it. I'll do All right. that. All righty. So we have um, Garfield Lodi is one of the rivalries. Okay. Ramapo Wayne Hills. All right. Hackensack and Teaneck. Okay. Wayne Hills makes it again with Wayne Valley. And then Clifton Passaic. Clifton Passaic. So those are those. All are right, let the... me, let me, give me, we'll talk a little tennis. Okay. And then we'll give well, me a couple of minutes. Well, we're waiting for, for coach. So we have. All right, do you uh, want me to get to it? Of, yeah, let's, let's, let's hash it out a All little right. bit. All um, right. I'm going to go hands down Ramapo Wayne Hills. I'm sorry. I just, I've never seen anything like it. Listen, I've played You've in Garfield Lodi games, but. Listen, I I remember them saying you, you're gonna like experience. It was like I'm telling you, tailgating. Like it, it was crazy. Okay, just absolutely crazy. I'm gonna go to. I'm gonna go Wayne Hills, Wayne Valley. To be honest with you, because going to that game, like I said, it was a state semifinal game. I mean, everybody. You know, th those are your rivals. You you're probably playing with half those guys growing up, and now you're playing against them, especially in a playoff mm -hmm. format to get to a state championship. So I'm gonna go Ramapo, Wayne Hills. I'll go Wayne Hills, Wayne Valley. I'm gonna go. I, I'm gonna be honest. I don't know much about the Hackensack Teaneck, so you know I, I'm gonna put probably Garfield Lodi. I, I would say Clifton Passaic back in the day was probably a lot mm -hmm. bigger, but you know I think the Passaic's been down. So I would go Ramapo, Wayne Hills, Wayne Hills, Wayne Valley, Garfield Lodi, Hackensack, Hackensack. Teaneck, Clifton Passaic, mm -hmm. but the, the, the Wayne Hills Ramapo, I'm definitely number one. Another uh, another good question. Oh, from, great question uh, from, for from Kenny. Kenny giving us a. Do you have any any? Questions. I mean, you've you've seen. I don't know if you ever. You know, we've you know, been to a Garfield Lodi. We went last year to see right. Coach Santa Cruz. Well, again, knowing knowing the Ramapo Wayne Hills rivalry rivalry, even before knowing you as you know having experienced it, that was what I would have put up, and I would have put Wayne Hills Wayne Valley second again, just being not so far away and you know growing up in the west essex area and knowing that right cross town rivalry and i feel like more recently especially like it's kind of resurfaced yeah. with the two teams uh you know and coach breslin saying no doubt both of those are big rivals hackensack teaneck they played thanksgiving day for a long time i was gonna say you know it's i feel like maybe the clifton passaic similar was uh like you mentioned longer a, a, maybe a little longer ago was a bigger rivalry yeah you know, when those thanksgiving back day in the games, day yeah. exactly yeah a lot of those have um you know maybe like not other ones have taken more precedence i would say no, why don't we let our players in Absolutely. and we'll welcome them. And uh, if Coach Wick is able to join us, we will admit him as soon as uh, 
as soon as he is with us as okay. well. Oh, he is in there. So I moved. is able to join us. We will admit oh, him. You know, maybe somebody else's name was on there. Hi, everyone. Welcome. Hi, guys. Welcome back. Hi. Welcome back. You know what? I apologize. How are you guys? I saw the name Amanda on Coach Wick, and I thought it was I thought it was a player. So I apologize about that. I was thinking we were waiting on Coach. So welcome back, guys. It's so good to see you, and congratulations on your um, championship season. Thank you so much. Congrats. <laughs> So I, I'd, like, I'd like to introduce to our audience, we have um, Milburn Girls Tennis, we have Coach Wick with us and three of his players. Please forgive me guys if I mispronounce anybody's name, you can definitely correct me. We have Ratika Mishra, Jesse Reeveman, and Anna Ban bon Banzel. Did I say that correctly? All right, nice, 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 nice. Um, you know, to give a little history to our audience who maybe didn't join us last time, um, you know, to say that we have a dynasty in our in our presence would be, would be an understatement. So it, it's a pleasure to have you. Um, a little recap: uh, in the past decade, the program has gone 240 and seven, 240 wins and seven losses, with seven tournament of champion titles. Uh, this year, obviously, a shortened season. Um, you know, but you guys did manage to go eight and zero, of course. And if I'm not correct me if I'm wrong, coach, I don't want to misquote what we called the bracket this year. I believe it was Northeast B Group Three champs. Is that correct? Uh, that's, a, that's a good question. They went, <laughs> by, they went by regions. It's all new. It's Northeast Regional Champions. Okay. Uh, yeah. So Group Three uh, Regional Champions. Uh, is what it what it turns out to be. It's almost like a sectional champion. It's okay. just that the sections change this year because they. I'm not sure if you know they they actually went with the the board of health regions for the state. Mm -hmm. They had to break it up for the for the uh, regions that way in case there was an outbreak or something. Okay. So we played teams that we don't normally play in a section. We would normally play them in the uh, group semifinals or finals. Okay. Okay. Nice. Uh, Coach, I'll start. Um, another year, another championship. Eight, you know, um, can you just do a quick overview of the season? Like you said, you only went to eight games today, but uh, this year. But uh, if you want to just do a quick overview of the season, well, it's. I'm glad you told me my record because because we had no, I had no idea what our record was. <laughs> I didn't know we could have been three and zero, we could have been twelve and zero. You know, I didn't know how many matches we played. Um, really, doesn't matter to us. We love being out there together, practicing or playing matches. Uh, quick overview of the season. We didn't know if the season was ever going to start. It was delayed by a month. Um, and the, the girls were just amazing. We have four captains. Paulina Fioli's not, I, not with us right now. She's actually practicing or coming home from practice. Um, but the four captains were, were awesome. They, they, they knew it was going to be difficult. We had two weeks to get challenge matches in. And typically, we have five weeks to get them in. That would be with uh, double sessions or whatnot. And the entire team was just really understanding very flexible and every every second mattered out there on the practice court and 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 every second mattered for more than one reason not only for the challenge matches and getting a lineup but at any moment this season could have ended so we wanted to make sure we were all enjoying our each other's company and friendship and and um throughout and, and just growing together and bonding so uh, and once the matches started, it was a lot of fun. We were, we were tested, um, tested, we tested ourselves. We were tested by our opponents and, uh, the girls always, you know, handled pressure so well. 
Um, I don't know if that's because we do something extra special at practice or if they're just, they, they have uh, ice running through their veins. I'm not sure. You'd have to ask them. <laughs> um, so we were also fortunate. We, we won the conference in there. We, we were played our, our normal conference. We were 5-0 and there. I think we were 5-0 and there. I don't even know who's in our conference. Um, I know very good teams are there. I'm just not sure from year to year which ones are in the conference because they bounce back and forth a little bit. Um, so anyway, nice. I know, um, girls, my question is kind of directed to you guys and coach, coach, you kind of hit upon it a little bit too. Um, you know, if I'm not mistaken, again, I'm getting my time frame. Like you start at the beginning of October, maybe around October 2nd and boom, you're done, you know, November 3rd, you know, around, around there. And it, it's just like in the blink of an eye. Um, but here you are, you know, you're playing Tenafly, like you said, maybe an opponent you're not used to really seeing at that point, And, you know, the score's 3-2. Um, you know, can you guys kind of give me, each of you, we'll start with uh, Ratika, kind of your perspective of, of that of that final match. You know, you know it's going to be the final one of the season. Um, was it close throughout? Were you nervous at any point that, you know, about the outcome? Um, yeah, it was super close. Uh, usually, like, I think we were just um, Tenafly had, like, an amazing like first singles and like even like the girl who I played in second was like so good and I like we were tested like at at one point like like we had lost first um second was down I was down and third was down and it was like really challenging but I feel like we kept um like lifting each other up and actually the girl who played third was playing we were playing twins so it was like we were kind of like kind of like cheering each other on and like watching each other and like learning from each other and I think that like, it was really close because they were such a good team. And it was just like, it was really relieving to have won it. Oh, I'm sure. How about you, Jesse? Um, yeah, so if I'm being honest, that last match, um, it was really bittersweet. I'm really excited that we were able to um, come out of the season as champions. But at the same time, I've been playing tennis for um, the Melbourne girls team since my freshman year. So watching it come to an end in that last match, um, I kind of teared up at the end of it and I realized that my high school tennis career was over. Um, and then the match itself, um, my partner and I, um, I think we did play a pretty good match. Our second set, we um, kind of broke down a little and after winning the first set, we um, lost the second, but then um, we were able to pull ourselves back together and win the third set. So it was really nice to go out with the win too. Well, of course, I completely understand that bittersweet feeling, of course. How about you, Anna? Um, so it was, I'm gonna kind of, my reaction was similar to Jesse's. I like, at the end of my match, I like, I honestly did start crying on the court. I had to walk off, like take a moment. It, it was a very weird end to a short season. It was, it was like different than what we were normally used to. We did our normal celebration. We went and got ice cream as a team, but it was, <laughs> it was something where is normally we'd spend so much more time with these people that I was so happy I was able to get close with everyone, but I miss, I miss like having months of seeing the same people over and over again after school. But at the same time, my match, I don't know, we, my partner and I, we were able to end our match pretty quickly. So it was a lot of me, like after we won our point, it was a lot of me pacing around watching <laughs> other people and just praying and cheering. I don't know how coaches do it. I kept asking them, like, how do you do this every day? I'm I'm breaking down right now. Um, but I was so relieved when everyone managed to win. It was a really great feeling to go out on a high note. 
and I'm so happy that we were able to like end with a win. I'm going to, I want to piggyback off of that question because like you said, so you win, you won your match. And like you're saying, now you have time to watch everybody else in a, in a, in a real close match is where you know, are you more nervous playing or are you more nervous watching where you really have no, you have no oh, effect I'm on so that nervous now. watching. I'm so nervous watching. I'm like, I have to like watch a point that I like step away <laughs> and I like go to a different court. And then if that court starts doing well, then I walk away and go to a different one. And then I just, I can't handle watching tennis. I'm fine playing tennis. Cause if I, if I can feel like I can change something. Right. It's your, you have a helpless feeling like yeah. you can't do anything, you know? <laughs> And it's so hard to watch because sometimes you're like, I know what they're doing wrong and I wish I could help them do it better. But then you're like, if I was on the court, I like, I know what I'm doing wrong too. It's a whole like, I, I just can't watch my friends play tennis. So now you guys all seniors, I'm sorry. Are you? Yeah, we're the three of the four senior captains. Okay, so now my next question, you guys can go one by one. Jen, you'll go to who you asked and then we'll ask coach the last question. Okay. But if right now you're talking to either an underclassman or, you know, an eighth grader going into high school that's going to play Milburn tennis, what would you say? You have like 30 seconds to tell somebody about Milburn tennis, what to expect or anything. Like I said, anything to either an underclassman or somebody that's going to be going to the Milburn uh, tennis program. Um, I guess I can go first. Um, I think one of the biggest things I would say is um, make sure to form a good relationship with your teammates and kind of cherish your time on the team, especially putting winning and your position on the team um, to the side. Like my senior year was the first year that I did start on the team and my past two years on varsity, I wasn't a starter, but I still had great relationships with everyone on the team. And I looked forward to practice in our games every day. Um, so that's one of the reasons why I'm most sad about the season ending, just the fact that I'm going to be leaving our um, underclassmen and the teammates who I've spent um, so many years with. Um, so, yeah, it's really the personal relationships that I think are the most important. Okay. How about you, Ratika? Um, yeah, I would, going along with what Jesse was saying, I would say that, like, it's really important to have a good relationship with your teammates because, like, you're stuck with them. Like, you can't change who you have. And, like, you can only build each other up um and also like if I was to say I'd say to put in a lot of dedication because tennis like you know you need to keep working at it because I feel like I don't know I feel like we hold ourselves to a really high standard and it's just it's really competitive even with the team and then like once the tryouts are over we take that competitiveness like to the courts and like you just really have to be like willing to like just really focus on tennis and like put everything out there great advice and Anna how about you I actually wrote one of my college essays about tennis. So I was working on it today. So I'm just gonna like kind of summarize what I said there. But it's when you when you start trying out for Melbourne tennis, it's very intimidating. You, you go there, you see all the wins and you're just like in shock. But you have to understand like at the core, the team is a family, it's a community. And like, it's always going to be there for you through wins and losses. And that's just something that's so important as a freshman to realize you don't have to have like the pressure of like always winning. You can go through losses, you can go through wins and you can talk to these, you can talk to your teammates about anything and they're going to support you. And it's honestly like one of the best teams to be a part of. So like Jesse said, cherish every moment on the team. 
Very nice. And coach, you know, just hearing your your players speak, you know, you've done such a nice job instilling that in them as well. So my question to you is this was a season like no other. So what do you hope um, that your players kind of took away from this unusual 2020 season? Well, uh, I wanted to take away the same thing no matter what season it is, that it's it's important to make the most of, of your opportunities and, and to cherish the people you're around. Um, I think last year's school year really brought that home for them and understanding that the boys didn't have a season last year. They had a week and then it ended. And, you know, I preached that throughout. I, I just reminded the girls that at any moment the season could be over. And that's not something we control if it's outside of what, what we are doing. It's something we can control to make sure we're being safe and, and practicing uh, the, the right safety measures. But it's it's so important to cherish the opportunities you have and not uh, waste them and, and to really get to know each other and spend time, as the girl said, it, it's it's wonderful. We win most of the time. Yes, we, we do that. And, and we but we never sit here and preach wins or losses. They never get in trouble for losing. They never get, you know, an extra praise for winning. What they what they do is they, they go out there and they compete the best they can. And if they didn't do that, then they would hear from me. Whether they won or lost, if they didn't go out there and give it their all at practice and in the match and for each other, then then they would hear it from me. But honestly, they very rarely ever hear anything from me in, in the negative aspect because they're just a pleasure to be around and be with. On, on all all levels from from the freshmen all the way up to the seniors there is no freshman there is no senior they're just a team together and that's something that i think a lot of other teams don't understand there, there's the captains will carry the coolers not the freshmen everyone that's will awesome carry the mm-hmm. that's awesome yeah so but i guess just cherish your opportunities and your moments together and and make the most of them is the most important thing Great. awesome Thank you so much, Coach and girls. It was so nice to see you guys again yep. from the beginning of the season to the end of the season. Um, and best of luck to you guys. Thank you so much for having us. And, and thank you very much for, for bringing uh, um, more awareness to our sport and then and all of high school sports. It's, it's wonderful to, to do that. So That's thank our, you. Our Absolutely. Pleasure. We're two former high school coaches. So, and that is one of our... Um, basis for the show you know we like to uh to see the kids get the the recognition they work yep. hard you know student All athletes sports. yep yeah so thank you thank you coach thank congrats you. girls congrats yes, congratulations coach we'll see congrats. you soon <laughs> thank you very much good night thank guys you. thanks again thank you okay very nice so what a great program yeah oh absolutely. you know awesome absolutely. program now he's the um, the boys coach also, correct? I believe so. I think we'll so. Get him on for yeah. the uh, we'll spring season, you know. If we have spring, <laughs> we'll get him on. All right, Hoopsie. So what do you got? We're doing a little overtime tonight. It's 9-13. It is. We got a couple couple more things to do. Do you have a little do. field hockey report I, tonight or you don't? I do have a little bit. I Really quickly, a couple, couple of things, right? Okay. So given again... It's kind of interesting. We have our football coaches. They're heading into their like final two weeks of the games they've been given, and you know, girls tennis as we just saw. You know, I'm already disappointed finished. in you now, hoops. You're disappointed in me. Did yeah, you know? uh-uh. we don't have a field hockey game on the on the picks. Oh, I know. Let's we go. Well, you know what? There's so many things changing. It's Let's hard get to say. Let, let me get to my, my field hockey pick. So, again, Union County Tournament was the only county tournament that was happening in the state, if I'm not mistaken. And it's, it's kind of hard to, to 
to judge kind of what's happening. The you know I didn't see a result from a semifinal game, but I do see that the finals is listed as Oak Knoll versus Kent Place. So um, with the date kind of to be determined because the the tournament was supposed to end October 29th, and they're still you know playing the semifinal rounds. But the I'll use this term loosely. State tournament brackets have been released. Um, so we have a Northwest A, a Northwest B, a North. West C, so three like Northwest divisions, and then a Northeast A division, which I'll just kind of highlight who's uh, okay. got the top seeds there from our area. Northwest A, I've been talking about Bequanic all season long. Um, they are the one seed. I do think that they are definitely the favorite in that bracket. I do think they might be challenged by the number three Newton seed. They kind of come into contact now with some of those more further Sussex County teams that have a little different uh, style of play. Northwest B, the one seed is, is Vernon, but I think that um, team I picked in Passaic County last year, West Milford, who got off to a little rough start but has rebounded to 10-4. and four. Just by the sheer volume of games, you don't see a lot of teams having played 14 games at this point in the season. Um, and Mo Beard, who's, again, still 3-0. I don't know if they're on a little hiatus, but that's possibly emerging from the Northwest B bracket. Uh, Northwest C, interesting. Warren Hills, which is generally a more central team, kind of got thrown into that bracket. Um, so I feel badly for the teams in the Northwest that are thrown in there because Warren Hills is one of the best teams in the state. They're, they're I think they'll emerge from there. Mm -hmm. Victorious, they're undefeated. Um, but I believe that um, Wayne Valley is in that bracket, who I've been highly touting all season long, and that'll be a great test for them if they do get to the finals to kind of how they measure up against a very strong Warren Hills program. Um, in Northeast A is where we have West Essex, who I think is honestly just going to steamroll through the competition in that bracket. Um, Ramsey might give them a little run for the money at the four seed and possibly Montclair, but I really don't think West Essex is going to have a problem with, with their competition there. And interestingly enough, Union County plays in Essex. They play in that same Union-Essex conference, but Oak Knoll got put into the Central East division, so um, the E bracket there. So, again, I feel sorry for those teams there. They're going to pull Oak Knoll. So kind of the regions, kind of, it's interesting. I always feel like even in the state tournament, sometimes you're a little surprised on that that central line, who kind of gets put north or, or central. Oh, so, just by the, the yeah. where they're classifying, yeah. you're saying. Yeah, right? yeah. So um, that's kind of just a little rundown of what the state You know what, I'm going to give like. you some homework. Oh, re wait, real quick, before you do that. Another interesting thing about how the state tournament is going, we have four games. You start on Tuesday the 14th. If you, I'm sorry, uh, Saturday the 14th. If you win, you play Tuesday. If you win, you play Thursday. And if you win, your final game is either that Saturday or Sunday. Wow. So it's like boom, boom, boom. So I think fitness is going to be, you know, because you're going game day on, day off, day on, day off. So I think, you know, physical conditioning is going to be – you know, big. Go ahead. I'm well, I'm going to give you a little. By the way, Rob Neely saying, is there really a central jersey? <laughs> Good question. I mean, it's true. Good question. But yeah. I'm going to give you homework because you just threw a lot of stuff out. Okay. All we watch in college football, mm -hmm. top four, top six. Next week, we debut Jenny's top six. Are we doing region? No. What are we top doing? six in what? the top six in the state. Okay. One through six. Bang them out. Top six. I'm top making myself six. a note. There Got you it. go. By the way, uh, Coach Bresnan also was saying getting back to the rivalry. Becton Heights, also a big rivalry. All right. So it is. All right. 9-17. You know what that means? Time for our picks. Time for our picks. Here is the board from last week. You want to do a quick I'll rundown? Do a, a real quick rundown. Um, as we mentioned, we had uh, Coach Benaquist on from West Essex. We picked 
14 games, well, 13 football, one soccer. So we had a total of 14 games and six of them got played. So um, we had uh, Ramsey defeating Verona, 34 to 27. Riverdale defeating Northern Highlands, 7 to 3. St. Joe's defeating Bosco, 34-14. We had Park Ridge beating Glenrock, 44 to 14. And our last football game was Pompton Lakes defeating Butler, 27 to 18. And we put our first girls soccer team. Yes, we did. We hosted Carney Girls Soccer. They were awesome guests. By the way, breaking news: they will be back, back next, next week. Tuesday so night. To have they them will again. be back. Yep. And undefeated six and zero Carney at undefeated seven zero and one Lyndhurst. Carney victorious two nothing remaining undefeated. So we'll be excited to talk to them uh, next week as well again. Absolutely, so, John Breeland have- saying yeah, I would like I would consider Jackson Howe like central now. He's acting like he's a walking GPS <laughs> and he wants last week's standings. Oh well, let's give up. The, we'll do, let's skip the standings. Let's no, skip the standings. Kurt wants to skip the standings, and Kenny and Beelan will appreciate this one because he finished the worst this week at three and three. Uh, Kenny was four and two. Beelan was a five and one, and I ran the table at six and zero oh this Ooh, week. We're gonna see <laughs> after, this week after two consecutive weeks dropping. By the so. way, we're gonna comment from a Tracy Ann saying, "Woohoo, oh, popped nice. in lakes." Hi, Tracy. Well, you I know work what? With Tracy. Well, Tracy, better hold on yeah. because Tracy, the, pick the, is the, the semifinal game <laughs> is coming. <laughs> Waldwick Love and Pompton. Love it. All right, so let's start. We got tons of games. Let me get my okay let's rock all right our first one on the board is one and three don bosco at four and oh bergen catholic all right i'm going to give you my pick then i'll do kenny and Beelan. i'm picking bergen catholic uh kenny is saying that bergen catholic will win as well 33 to 27 but he's saying that they escape a scare Ooh, okay and uh Beelan has a little more lopsided victory with bergen catholic as well 24 to 10. so Beelan's also going yep. with the home mm-hmm. all right i'll make this one very simple uh just way too much offense for coach campanelli and the bc boys i think bergen catholic puts it on them i'm going 37 bergen catholic 13 don bosco by the way i made my first error of the day it is not the St. Joe's. It is the Don Bosco logo. Okay. So I have to correct that. I have to correct it. And I got to make my official pick, which is Burton Catholic. All right. By the way, Neely saying, hope they both lose. Go St. <laughs> Joe's. He is a St. Joe's graduate. So oh, that's funny. Um, which St. Joe's? Montvale. Okay. Well, that's up and next. That's, and that's up next. That is our next one. We have four and two St. Joe's of Montvale at two and two DePaul. I am picking um, St. Joe's. Kenny has uh, St. Joe's 34-13. Belen has St. Joe's 31-7. Okay, and that leaves me. I am also going to take St. Joe's, but Rob Neely, you're going to love this comment because my comment for this one is St. Joe says, don't forget about us for number one in the state. They wish... They could redo these playoffs and have another shot at Bergen Catholic and St. Peter's, but they're just too good for DePaul. I'm going 31-13 St. Joe's over DePaul. Neely's picking losses for both Campanelli brothers, so he's taking <laughs> Bergen Catholic and up. He's taking Bosco to upset him. No, one of them's gonna have it. It ain't gonna be Bergen Catholic though. That's my prediction. All right, our next game on the board. <coughs> Excuse me, is five and O Del Barton at two and three St. Joe's Metuchen. 
I am picking Del Barton to stay undefeated. Kenny's picking Del Barton 27 to 12. And his comment on this game is that Del Barton is his number one team in the state. <laughs> I hope. He better hope for sake they're not listening in Oradell or uh, <laughs> Hudson County area over and there. Beelan also has Del Barton by a score of 28 to 10. 28 to 10. I'm going to go sneaky game for Del Barton. Sneaky. Why? Because guess what they got next? Bergen Catholic. But you know what? They squeak by 24, Del Barton 24, St. Joe's Matuchin 20, but close. Don't look ahead. Hmm, close. Sure, the, the look ahead game. The look ahead game. Have, have we all agreed so far? We have all agreed. <laughs> this is. All right, our next game it'll is, switch. is 4 0 Clifton at 4 2 East Orange. I'm sticking with our, uh, our friends at Clifton, remaining undefeated as well. Uh, Kenny is picking Clifton as well by a score of 20 to 13. And Mr. Beelan is also picking Clifton 34 well, to 17. I can't be the only one to go against the undefeated Clifton Mustangs. <laughs> um, I don't have my Clifton. No, my, my notes on there. Oh, there it is. Here. Here you go, Coach Breslin. East Orange. Last week you had Ramapo. Now this week you got to deal with Clifton. It's a big, it, but it's going to be a good one. Okay, it's going to be a good one, but Clifton's combination of speed and power keeps them unbeaten. 27-17 Clifton over East Orange. Okay, our next So right now we're still everybody. everybody. Yep, still still all the same right now. I think this is where we might start to get a little uh a little division okay. on this one. We've got 2 and 4 Montclair at 5 and 0 oh, Nutley. I'm picking Montclair. I'm going to go with Montclair. I'm going to not be deceived by the record. I think they play a little tougher schedule. Um, so you're going with a little upset here, I am. I think so. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so uh, let's see. Kenny's got Nutley 21-6 to over Montclair. And uh, Beelan's got Nutley 34-27 to over Montclair. All right. I'm also going to go with the boys. I am going to go away from you and go Nutley. <laughs> My notes are going to be, again, like you said, Montclair has lost to... Four good teams, okay? I think it's a toss-up, so be careful, Nutley. It's not no two and four, and they're not a good team, Montclair. But I think Nutley gets them late. I'm going to go Nutley 20, Montclair 17. Oh, all right, close one. All righty. Our next game is 5-0 and oh, Wayne and Hills. Wayne at, and Hills? I'm sorry, Wayne Hills at 2-2 two and two Northern Highlands. I'm going with uh, Wayne Hills to remain undefeated. Kenny is picking Northern Highlands, as he said it, in a shocker. In a cats. shocker. Yeah. Kenny's he's going got, with the upset, he's huh? He's got Northern Highlands 21, Wayne Hills 19. And Beelan has Wayne Hills 24, Northern Highlands 19. So. All right. I am going to go <laughs> nearly saying sound like it's past hoops is bedtime <laughs> with the Wayne and Hills. <laughs> Listen, I, hey, this is going to be a, a, a real great game. Both teams, uh, Northern Highlands, again, won the sectional last year. And obviously, Wayne Hills is Wayne Hills. But um, I, I just I can't do it. I, I, I can't go against them. Almost put them against them. <laughs> but um, listen, defense beats offense. It's proven. Wayne Hills' defense beats Northern Highlands' offense. Hills stays perfect. Wayne Hills, 13. Northern Highlands six in a defensive battle. 
Coach Breslin saying, come on, Jenny, we want Wayne Hills to stay undefeated. <laughs> we would have been picking Ramapo, but they are uh, not playing West Side. Well, no, 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 no. no, 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 no. You would have been time picking time Ramapo. Out, time, out, time out. I meant. See that, Coach Breslin, trying to jump on don't, this bandwagon. Don't try, don't try to, to misinterpret what I was saying. What I meant was our panel would have been picking the Ramapo oh, the, game. Oh, Relax, okay. killer. <laughs> and just for the record. I did have Ramabo. So, Coach Brez, am I back in your good graces yet? No. <laughs> nope. All right. Our next game is 2-3 and three Mendham at 3-3 three and three Passaic Valley. Um, I know we have been talking about Passaic Valley, uh, one of our faves. Uh, I think they get back on track this week. Tough Mendham opponent, uh, but I'm picking PV. Uh, Kenny's got a close one here. He's actually picking Mendham, 14-12. And Belin is picking Passaic Valley 24 to 20. All right. Um, my notes. Listen, Mendham's definitely better than their two and three record. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I'm going this game with PV, and I think they're going to play lights out defense. All right. They get back on track. They lost three in a row. A couple tough loss. One was last to Coach B's uh, mm-hmm. West Essex. Yeah. But you know what? They bounce back. I'm going 22 14. I'm going with my boys. PV, don't let me down. I need this win. PV 22-14. All right. Our next game is 3-0 West Essex at 4-0 Mars Hills. As Coach Benaquista mentioned, you know, two of the very few, you know, remaining undefeated teams in the state, mm-hmm. right? So um, I'm going with my alma mater. I'm going okay. with Coach Benaquista and the West Essex Knights. Um Let's see. Kenny is picking Morris Hills in a big win, 27-13. Okay. And Mr. Beelin has also has Morris Hills, but in a much closer contest, 27-25. What is wrong with these two guys? <laughs> Seriously. What is wrong? You know what? Think, you know you what? Know what? Oh, no, wait, wait. I'm going to say something because I'm going to defend them. It's, uh, you know, I'm on the reverse. Like, you guys are Bergen County guys. Like, maybe they don't know the Essex County, like, the, the athletic school that West Essex is. You, you know what? <laughs> I'm, th- listen, they, they joined in this group chat, and I don't know what they're doing on the side. They're, they're working some kind of deal. But, listen, no way. No way. I swear to God, I wrote these notes before we had Coach Beyond tonight. All right? Listen, two undefeated teams. But he just talked about the mental toughness of his team, what they have to do, how they, you know, missed games, came back and did mm-hmm. that. I'm calling it now. You could read it. I swear to God, Coach B, I did not put this down. <laughs> they play their best game of the year so far. They shut down the wing T. West Essex 30, Morris Hills 14. Right. I didn't do it now, right? This was yeah, I had oh, it yeah, all night absolutely. long. 30-14, yep. yep. West Essex. <laughs> Big. Right. All right, our next matchup is four and two Glenrock at four and two Garfield. This is always tough. You know, oh, by the way, Gar- Beelan's saying great minds think alike. Kurt, step your game up. <laughs> the uh, you know big fan of Coach Santa Croce over at Garfield. I just feel like they're struggling a little bit offensively. So I'm gonna go with Glenrock as my pick in that one. Uh, Kenny has Garfield connects on a two-point conversion to win the game. He has Garfield 15, 
and Glenrock 14. Mr. Beelan's pick is Glenrock 16 and Garfield 10. So, um, I'm sorry, Beelan's going? Is going with Glenrock. Okay, when Beelan goes against Coach Santa Coach, <laughs> that's when I think you got to go with him. But you know what? I agree. Listen, Glenrock, impressive wins. They beat um, Coach Passaro's Hawthorne team, who we had very impressive mm-hmm. Hawthorne team. Just lost a close one to Pompton Lakes. Again, like you said, Garfield's offense is just so disappointing in these games. You know, what they score? Eight against Morris Catholic last week in an upset. Morris Catholic beat yeah. them. I, I, listen, I think the offense is going to hurt them again. I'm going to go with I'm going to go with Beelan and you. But uh, when Beelan goes against Garfield, I got to go against Garfield. So, you know what? <laughs> I, I'm going. I'm sorry to say, but I'm going to take Glenrock. I'm going to go 21-6 Glenrock over Garfield. Okay. Our By next- the way, um, Beelan saying Hoops is holding a gun under the table, picking the <laughs> But no, no, no. <laughs> No, he can pick whoever he wants. Uh, and then Kenny's saying, I better pick Wes Essex while I'll be sleeping in the studio. <laughs> in the studio. That's not true. Right, Oops? Not at all. No, no, no. Not, not at, at all. all. Uh-uh. He has, gets to make his own choices. That's it. <laughs> all right. The um, Our next choice is 1-4 Saddlebrook at 2-4 Lyndhurst. I feel like, uh, you know, Lyndhurst got off you know after their tremendous season last year got off to a little rough start but i feel like they're back on track getting things going i'm gonna pick them to uh get their third win this season uh this okay. this week so i'm going with Lynnhurst. we have kenny picking Lynnhurst big 27 to 7 and we have Beelan picking Lynnhurst as well 21 14 okay and listen my comment's very simple Lynnhurst and coach tuero big win last week calling it now they they win out. They get to four and four. Get to five hundred. Win three. You know three out. Um, win their last three. Going into next year, I'm going Lynnhurst big. Thirty two. Coach Oteri gets some points on the board again. Thirty two. Castagnetti shuts him down. Saddlebrook seven. Lynnhurst thirty two. Saddlebrook seven. All right. And our next game is three and one Hawthorne at four and one MKA. I feel like the MKA. Um, you know record is a little I don't want to say misleading but I just again feel like Hawthorne maybe has sent a little tougher opponents so I'm going with Hawthorne okay. um Kenny Hawthorne as well 27 to 20 and um Beeland's actually picking MKA 24 Hawthorne 19 all right um I'm gonna go I'll give my analysis real quick uh, head coach again. We had head coach Passaro, and uh, I believe it was Coach G mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. last week. Last week, yeah. Um, I think they're going to get physical with MKA. You know, I think Hortoin gets the win again. I think low scoring. They'll play. They, listen, they've played Glenrock tough. They've played, um, you know, Pompton Lakes. They beat Pompton Lakes. The only team to beat Pompton Lakes. So again, I think it's a physical game. They do it defensively. I'm going to go Hortoin 14. Monk uh, MKA six. Okay, our next game is zero and two Ridgefield at two and one Elmwood Park. What's interesting, I'm just looking at some of these. You have Lynnhurst who's played six games, and these two teams, you know, Ridgefield's only played two. You know, it's just uh, yep. so it's just so interesting to see the different you know ways seasons have gone. Um, I'm I'm going Elmwood Park. I think they're gonna get their third win this week. We had uh, Elmwood Park coach on as well a couple of weeks ago. Yep. By the um, way, I believe I believe I could be wrong. 
but I'm pretty sure it's his birthday today. So, oh, Coach Mulligan, if he's watching, happy, happy birthday. birthday. Hopefully, you get a win. I know it was one of the days because I know what I saw it on Facebook. So, <laughs> I believe it's today. All right. Uh, Kenny has Elmwood Park as well, winning big, shutting out Ridgefield, 28 0. Uh, and huh, Kenny, um, Beelan has a very similar score, 28 to 2. 28 to 2. Elmwood Park. Um, yeah. Listen, I'm, I'm, on, uh, I'm on the bandwagon with you guys. I'm also going to go Elmwood Park. And my comment's very simple. Um, remember when they couldn't win? Nice. Now they can't lose. <laughs> I'm going 31 nothing. Elmwood Park, big. All right? 31 nothing. All right. And now we're getting into the NJIC Championship Pod. It's so oh, nice that these guys go. have something in, you know, that conference does this um, this year especially. You know, because you're losing that state tournament, but you have um, – you feel like you're playing for a championship, you know. Um, we have five. These are good games. We have five and O Park Ridge at four and O Beckton. Game of the week. Yeah, I'm yeah. calling it game of the week, no I, doubt. Uh, and not just because Coach was our guest this evening. I'm picking Beckton to be victorious. Uh, Kenny has Beckton as well in a low-scoring contest, fourteen to seven. Mister Beelan is picking Beckton as well, twenty-eight twenty-seven. And you're the final. Maya, what do I got on the note board here? Obviously, like we said, no doubt, game of the week, okay? Two of the best smaller schools around. You know, you add in Heights with there, add in Hawthorne, you know, Pompton Lakes. Listen, it, a lot of great small schools. These are two of the best around, all right? Park Ridge moves the ball, all right? But here's the difference. This Becton defense, Jen, is special. It's just it's special, and it's just it's when you it's your year. It's your year, all right. It's it's all. I said it how many times on K and K, and I said it tonight. Defense beats defense wins championships. Coach Breslin's there, and this defense is special, and they're going to show it on Friday night as Becton heads to the NJIC championship pod game next week. Beckton 19, Park Ridge 7. Beckton gets it done. Special, special defense gets it done. Absolutely. All right, our second semifinal matchup in the NJIC Championship pod is 5-1 Pompton Lakes at 3-1 Waldwick. Tracy, I hope you're still watching. I can't go against your Pompton Lakes. I'm picking them again. I feel it's a little bit of an upset, but... I, I think it's going to be a Becton Pompton Lakes final, so I'm sticking with Pompton Lakes. So Tracy, hope you uh, hope they hope they come through for you, Tracy. We also have and by the way, Coach Breslin saying absolutely defense wins mm-hmm. big games, and he knows what I'm saying. I'm that coming from an offensive guy, and I'm saying <laughs> defense wins big games. Kenny has Waldwick 28-20, and Belin has uh, Wal- Oh, I'm sorry, actually, Belin has Pump. I can't read that. Is that 20 to 23? 28-23, Pompton Lakes. Was it 28, though? Is that 28? Uh, well, you're going to say it's 28. Yeah, I'm not sure if it's a 28, but I circled Waldwick. Okay. I'll have to check on Beelan's pick there. No, we'll give Beelan. We'll yeah. give oh, Beelan. you know what? Let me, is that his handwriting? Right That's Beelan. I can see it on my... I believe uh, it's 28. Let's get it official because yeah. I don't want him crying. I don't want to mess that one up. Get, do your pick while I'm checking this, if you no, don't I'll, mind. I'll wait. Because I wrote this on here. What was it? Which game? Waldwick... 23, Pompton Lakes 20. Yeah, so 23, so Waldwick. He's got okay, Waldwick. so he's got, Beelan's yep. got Waldwick. Mm-hmm. All right, and Kenny's going Waldwick also. Yep. Okay. Um, let me just switch. 
Okay. Balin saying 2320. Yes. Yep. All right. And again, not because Tracy's on there. <laughs> These notes have well done before. Do you have Pompton too? Wow. I've underestimated Pompton Lakes all year. <laughs> but I'm not doing it this week. I might get back to doing it next week. <laughs> but I'm not doing it this week. Pompton Lakes defense again, Coach Breslin. Their defense again gets them to the championship. It's going to be Pompton Lakes and Becton for the championship next week. Tracy's giving the thumbs up there on the Tracy's comments. giving the thumbs Pompton up. Pompton Lakes with the exclamation. I can't promise you, <laughs> Tracy, I can't promise you anything next week. But like I said, when I'm a man of my word and I make my mistake, I've underestimated Pompton a couple times now, and it's burned me. Part of my 20 losses or whatever it is, <laughs> but not this week. I'm going Pompton, 14, Waldwick, 6. We have enough differences there. We could shake things up. Right now there's a tie for first and a tie for third amongst us four, so this week could shake some things up. Um, awesome show. Yep. Thank you to all of our guests who are on tonight. Really nice to have them, um, you know, just good luck. Glad we're this far into the season that they're still playing. Um, you know, just really nice to see those, to talk to the coaches and, you know, what they're doing yep. for their programs and their kids. And, and then to have the Milburn with his captains on to see what those kids are taking from the program. That, that's what it's all about. So it is again. Thank you again. And thank you to, uh, Rob Neely for coming on yep, for the officiating. We saw a lot of, um, interesting we'll information. Absolutely. Sure. He's going to come oblige. on. Yep. Um, thank you again to Becton. Thank you again to West Essex. Thank you again to Milburn and to all the viewers. comments, yep. all the viewers again. Um, hey, all fun with our picks. You have some homework to do. You're going to come up with your top, top five. Oh, you I, said six. You want top five six. or six? Coach Breslin <laughs> saying great job. Thanks, Coach Breslin. Um, I, Coach Breslin, I just please, please get this thing scheduled with Wayne Hills because I want to see her. <laughs> I want to see her looking at camera and go against the green and white. I want to see her do it again. But um, great show. We'll see you guys next week. Again, breaking news so far, Carney Girl Soccer will be back next week. Mm -hmm. And who else will also be back? Right. So, thank you for watching. Thank you for watching, and uh, good night.